Do you ever feel like you're just randomly doing work, showing up and getting things done, but none of it seems to amount to the kind of success you're looking for? Why might that be? I believe that intention has a lot to do with it. That's this week on the Fuse Chamber podcast. You're listening to the Fuse Chamber podcast where you get the elite mindsets and skills to ignite your voice and build your audience. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and I want to help you live the life you really want. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for joining once again. Thanks to all the new listeners. So great to have you here. This week, I want to talk about intention. What is it? How do you do it? First, let's remember why we're here. To create the next generation of leaders in arts, business, and community. To create an elite tribe of powerful, successful professionals who redefine how artists and entrepreneurs can do what they really want to do with their lives, full of passion and without compromise. I'll show you who you have to become in order to win, and I'll be here to inspire you each and every week so that you stay inspired and stay driven. This investment of 15 minutes a week will create habits that forever change your life and career. You may have noticed that I start each podcast with the words, let's remember why we're here. Why do I do that? I do that because intention, which I also call your reason for doing everything, is the most important determinant of success, perhaps. Because if you work without intention, if you just get up in the morning, come into the office, or sit down in front of the piano or the notebook and start doing stuff. How do you know you're doing the right stuff? How do you know how much stuff you're supposed to do today? You see, intention gives you direction. It gives impetus. It gives you good reason for doing whatever you're doing. And it gives you criteria for evaluating whether the things you're doing are actually valuable or they're working, whether they're worthwhile. A good intention has a couple of parts. A, a clear objective, and preferably B, a deadline. And finally, C, it has to have some way of being measured. So to say that, for example, I have to create this banner ad today so that I can get to 2,000 new readers by the end of the week covers all three of those components. It's even better. If you know that those 2,000 impressions could generate, let's say, $200 in additional revenue for you. Now, have you noticed that if you give somebody an hour to do something, it'll probably take an hour? But if you give them five minutes to do the same thing, they'll probably still finish the job on time. It probably won't affect the quality all that much. Now, since work expands to fill up the time allotted, it's important to note that setting aggressive targets for accomplishment is a great way to increase productivity, but there's a fine balance between creating stress and not allowing yourself to become lazy. So when you set the deadline component of your intention, make sure it's aggressive, but not so ridiculously aggressive that it causes people to burn up and break apart. Most importantly, yourself. Now, Where and how do you set intention? Sounds like we're setting targets. That's exactly what we're doing. Where should you set targets in your life and how many of them do you need? Well, you should set intention at multiple levels. Let me explain. 
You can set your intentions for the day. What do you intend to achieve in the next 24 hours? For the year. Those things make sense, but it may not occur to you that you can also set intentions for every meeting, every conversation, any place where you're going to use up some of your time. If the intention is not known or not good enough, I don't see a problem with sending those people away, canceling the meeting, and asking them to come back when they come up with a good reason for chewing up your time. When you sit down to write, you should do so with intention. Why am I doing this? Where will this writing get me today? Will this get me closer to finishing my book? Will this allow me to send off my proposal and hopefully win some new business? You should know the reason for everything that you do. This allows you to question whether or not your reasons are good, but also if the activity supports that objective, and if it's a good use of your time in general. What are you about to do as soon as you're done listening to this episode? Are you going to go do the laundry? Hang out with friends? Watch Netflix? What are you going to spend the next hour on? Now, check your intention, your reason. What will this activity get you? What's your reason for doing it? Be careful how many things like laundry you assume you have to do. I'm not saying you don't have to do the laundry. I'm just asking you to question, to check your reason for everything and make sure it somehow moves you closer to your goals. If it's something that we have to do, like laundry, like a dentist appointment, why not do the important stuff, the things that move you closer to your creative goals first and get your hair cut later? Even the things you think you have to do can often be deferred. Now, a dentist appointment probably can't move, but going out and shopping for a new tie, you can probably do some other time. Here's the reason I mention it. If you have a tendency to always put those things first, there's a chance you might be procrastinating. Have you ever noticed that when you have some important creative act, some important meeting or confrontation that you have to make or do, that all of a sudden you get hyperproductive, start doing laundry, doing dishes, painting the side of the house, all things that you convince yourself you have to do. I'm asking you to question whether those things are just standing as excuses to keep you from doing the things that matter the most, the creative work, the marketing work, building your business, doing your craft, making your art. Make sure that the urgent things are not only important, because they're almost always important, but make sure they're also time-dependent and critical. If they're not, they can be deferred or canceled altogether. In addition to setting intention for every level of task, yearly, daily, hourly, monthly, whatever, you should set intention for every area of your life, your professional life, your artistic work, your family relationships, your friendships, your home, your money, even the phone call that you're going to make to the furnace repair guy, you should know what you want to get out of those things before you enter into any activity. So if you're about to spend quality time with the family, make sure you remember why that's important to you, because that will drive how much good energy you put into it and the kind of outcomes you get out. If you're about to negotiate for a new car or a new home, make sure you know what you want, what is important to you. If it's not exceeding a certain price point, stick to that. If it's getting a pool or leather seats for your car, whatever the thing is most important to you, make sure you know that with clarity before you go into the conversation. 
If you don't have proper intentions set for every interaction and every activity, you're liable to walk away with something that you didn't want. Can you see how intention is power? Can you see how if you go into any activity with intention, you leave from the activity with more of what you want and hopefully less of what you don't? Most importantly, you ensure that other people don't dictate how your time is used. They don't dictate what your outcomes look like. They don't dictate how you spend your money or what you agree to. Now, here's something I want to add. Even better, more powerful than intention is visualization. Visualization is the act of not only knowing your why, your reason, but seeing how the successful implementation of a given task will change your future. Can you take your intention and convert it into a sequence that you play out in your head like a movie, one in which you are successful, handling objections and problems with ease and grace, and gliding into ultimate victory? Whether it's that car negotiation, spending time with your family, or painting a huge canvas, if you can see yourself doing it with perfection, it's almost like mental rehearsal, and it will help you move closer to excellence. You see, because intention is partly about getting your priorities right, but it's also about making sure that your reasons are right, because right intention tends to make for efficient practice. Isn't that true? Anytime you go into something with bad intentions, you're looking for things that are selfish or destructive, you usually end up with massive failure on your hands. But if you go into an activity with charity, with giving, with selflessness in mind, with excellence in mind, tends to create very different outcomes. If you have a good reason for doing things well, you'll do them well. If your reason is lukewarm, though, you won't stick it out through the hard times to make sure the job is done right. You won't spend the time observing, correcting, and perfecting. And you certainly won't build any confidence around the act, and you won't repeat it. And if you don't repeat core tasks, you'll never approach perfection. So by visualizing, you not only start with intention, but you can actually see yourself executing the task with ease and excellence. Skills are learned and confidence is earned, but it turns out that we can do a lot of that learning and earning in our minds. So here's how you do it. Picture the thing you're about to do. Whether it's a sales call, a marketing video, a performance, or just the act of writing or creating, how are you standing? How do you feel inside? How do you speak? See yourself moving fluidly. The ideas just coming naturally, flowing out of the tips of your fingers. You're smiling because this is fun. You do things with deftness and precision. Every move you make is intentional on purpose. See yourself literally doing every step. Don't speed through this exercise. Really picture it like you're inside a movie that you're watching. Then, repeat the visualization until it becomes real. If you get distracted, just ease yourself back into it. Don't get frustrated. This requires that you plan for a little extra time beforehand so you can visualize properly. But trust me, a moment of setting intention and visualizing for any important act. And you should always be doing the most important things first, right? 
This can go a long way to building success and confidence. Athletes and performers do visualization all the time, and religiously so. You might want to do a search for famous visualization techniques and see for yourself. Get inspired by others who swear by and use this technique, and then let me know if it makes a difference for you. Folks, thanks for listening. You can reach out at FuseChamber.com or find me on Twitter at FuseChamber. Come in for some more insight and coaching next week. 